It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Summer breakfast on SEN. Great to have your company wherever you're tuned in on 1170 AM in Sydney, 801 AM on the Sydney coast, 1575 AM Illawarra, 90.3 FM in Griffith. 1323 Canberra and of course via the SEN app and a great morning hopefully for our friends in Queensland north of the Tweed tuning in in Brisbane on SENQ 693 1620 on the Goldie and through the SEN track network with us for the first hour before we hand over the reins to Patton Heels. I'm Julian King it is the missile Jay's Magnuson my co-pilot today we'd love for you to join in on the program 1300 01 1170 and the text line 0457 736 736. Ryan James, uh, he's decided to chuck the boots on one last time. He's going to join us today on the show from Indigenous All-Stars Camp. And Vossi as well. You know what? I always thought if he's not on till Monday, why are we talking to Vossi? This is our show. Missile, good morning. Good morning, Jules. Good day to be a dark. Absolutely P-I-double-S-ing out there today. Yeah, I got a light dusting on the drive in to Dusting? Work oh, Bondi's more than a dusting this morning. Hammering, smokes. Hey? Yeah, hammering. Straight off the ocean, must you be. saw an arc just sort of float past, really. Yeah, wild weather around by the looks. A few SES call-outs. Uh, the other week, did you see in Port Macquarie, they had like a mini cyclone? No, because I'm not from there, I don't pay much attention. What's well, the first time get, it's been on the national news you just get in pings on your probably ping. a decade? There's something, there's a doings transpiring in Port Macquarie. James to the rescue. Oh, retirees mm. everywhere in Port Macquarie struggling. That is true. The roundabouts were extra difficult that day. You know, years ago, it would have been probably, well, actually, it was before my son was born, maybe 11 years ago, my wife and I had a, a week away in Port Macquarie. Mm. And the joint we stayed, I can't remember, but I reckon I get calls from them twice a year. And say, hey, we noticed you stayed with us back in, you know, 1974 or something. Um, we've got a great offer. Would you just say, please, please come back. Who are you? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I might go back, though. Yeah, oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, so if you are driving on the roads this morning, please stay safe. I know you're pumped for rugby league action tonight, the start of this preseason challenge. You've been crunching the numbers, seeing where the points can come from for the Bulldogs with all these bonus points with try assists and, and the rest of it. And you mentioned on this very program last week, Jay's Magnuson, how much you were eagerly anticipating this clash between the Tigers and the Warriors. <laughs> you've done your homework. You've done the form. We'll speak to Shawnee Omarod. Uh, he'll have all the numbers for us. Uh, this is going to be huge. Yeah, I think my quote was blockbuster. Uh, look, the reason this is a blockbuster, though, uh, Jules, this may be the only competition these two teams have any chance of winning, which is the preseason challenge. $100,000 on the line, probably enough to cover the salaries of the entire squads of each team. Mm. So uh, it's a big game for these two. <laughs> oh, you reckon 100000 Okay. Having a look at this, right? So, I mean, there's a few... Well-known names and a few less well-known names. Charlie Staines is going to play fullback for the Tigers. I'm hearing that he may be their option for the full season. Ahead of Dane Laurie. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I'd be picking Laurie at one and and Staines on the wing, personally. But I'm not Tim Sheens. Yeah. And apparently he knows a bit about footy, Tim Sheens. Tommy Talao is a good player. Yep. He's going to be picked in the centres. Brandon Wakeham. Mm. Now, if you're playing blokes that were Bulldogs rejects, um, (laughs) you're thinking they're not really a chance at the top eight. Well, it's, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Like, I've seen the lineups for, for most of the teams. 
This pre-season challenge obviously not being taken too seriously, Jules, because there's not a lot of first graders running out for most sides this weekend. Probably Actually, your, your doggies are named a pretty handy line. Yeah, I think some of those teams that are towards the bottom of the ladder and have gone heavier on recruitment in the off-season need a bit of a hit out and need to work on a few combinations. Uh, very exciting to see Josh Reynolds back in the fold. He was named yeah. in the top 30. I love him. I can't understand. There's so much, uh, and even in Bulldogs pages, you know how when you support a team, you get in the, the forums yeah, and the chat groups. With do, you, the, do you jump on the forum under some kind of pseudonym? Well, no, it's it's Facebook, so it's my it's my actual name, but I yeah, just right. don't I don't leave comments or anything like no, that. No, I just no. read. I like to see what the rhetoric is around mm. those those chat groups. And there was a lot of hate saying, oh, he's got penalties in him. He's uh, he's past it. He's he gets injured. He's got penalties in him. And he I was wouldn't like, be the only you one. just don't – if you don't think Josh Reynolds in the top 30 is a good thing for the Bulldogs, they're trying to get an identity back, they're trying to build their culture. 100%. If you don't think Josh Reynolds is a good signing in that top 30, you do not understand the Bulldogs. Well, you back Seraldo's judgment. And, and Reynolds thought, I'll probably have to play a few trials to see if I'll get picked. And before that, Seraldo said, no, you're in the top 30. Yeah. He's the ultimate hype man as they are rebuilding their club. I'd imagine your Dogs fans in your various forums are reasonably confident about this season. Pretty confident. Uh, there's always some negative Nancys saying, you know, oh, it's unproven. We don't have the four pack, this, that, and the other. But the overall thing that we've got this year as Bulldogs fans that we haven't had in probably a decade is hope. Mm. <laughs> there's a there's a glimmering part, a bit of hope that we could make the finals this year. Uh, we've got the coach. We've got the administration. We've got probably three quarters of the spine figured out. Um, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see some of the hate around on uh, Josh Reynolds. I, I think it's unfounded, and I'm actually excited. I think you, I think he'll play some first grade this year, particularly when Burton goes into Origin camp. Maybe. Well, hope was it Morgan Freeman? He said hope is a is a dangerous word. It's very. Da- are, you, are, <laughs> are you reckon you? Okay, let me ask you this earlier. Do you reckon you'll make the eight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I throw that one back at you as a Dragons fan? Please. <laughs> Do you think you'll make the eight? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, I know you've been uh, – actually, I'll tell you what, the one I'll be looking forward to watch tonight, and I'll see how much I can watch, you know, with the kids and obviously breakfast radio, I'll probably be passed out. Uh, Stefano Yutokimanu, um, high-profile recruit that the mm. Tigers security services from the Eels, highly regarded, um, sort of flown under the radar with his injury problems, but, he, you know, adds some starch to that Ford pack, and it's shaping up to be a pretty decent pack. For the Tigers. Uh, the thing about it is, NRL stars, this is from the City Morning Herald, have threatened to delay the kickoff to pre-season matches, and I heard Lieutenant Dan talk about this, cover NRL logos on jerseys and refuse to do any media if head office does not meet a Thursday deadline for three key conditions in the long-running dispute over pain conditions. So the Players Association said it will hijack the summer tournament Ooh. unless agreement is reached <laughs> on a salary cap for the women's game and other non-financial issues in the NRLW. And they also want the right to distribute NRL funding for player-related programs covering issues such as hardship and welfare, which it says is worth about $90 million over five years. So they sent a message to the players yesterday. This is the Rugby League Players Association, basically outlining the actions it was planning for this weekend if there wasn't a breakthrough in the stated parts of the long-running collective bargaining agreement negotiations. So they will play, but if something isn't agreed to by closer business today, because that seems to be the ultimatum, the cutoff. Uh, Tigers v Warriors may be running out tonight uh, covering the NRL logos and refusing to do any media. It's getting interesting, Jules. It's getting close to the season. Could you see them boycotting no. actual fixtures? No. They won't get paid. Yeah. And, and Webby, I don't know if you caught this yesterday, Webby was back on with Matty White 
And he said he spoke to one of the players and said, oh, strike catch, you know you don't get paid. And he thought, what? I don't think they fully comprehend the nature of it. Mm. They're sticking solid. That, that's fair enough. Well, we have to yeah. do it. And, you know, United front and the rest of it. But mm. do they understand the nuances and the ramifications of strike action? Right? Because the bottom line is this is – effectively, it's a PR battle, right? You've got to try and win over public opinion. If you decide not to play football, who do you think the fans are going to side with you? Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting one, Jules, because there's uh, obviously plenty in the media who uh, make their bread and butter off the NRL and need Peter Volandis on side, right, if they, if they want to keep, uh, keep their job in the game. I can't understand from the NRL's perspective. Are they sitting there going, we don't think player welfare after retirement is important. We don't place the same importance on the women's game. Like what's – I side so purely with the players here and the narrative that keeps coming out, they're greedy, they want more. Well, actually, they've been offered less of a percentage of the the revenue than they had previously. So greed doesn't come into it. Is it more money? Yes. Is there more money in the game? Yes. Did the players sacrifice during COVID? Yes. Did the administration sacrifice during COVID? Not so sure. Uh, I can't understand what the alternate argument is. We don't think players deserve to have their injuries paid for. We don't think the women's game, you know, needs needs the same funding. Like, how is that not a PR nightmare for the NRL? But that, but that doesn't seem to be covered. But the messaging has been poor. Remember we spoke to Wade Graham on when I was filling in on, on break with Michael Karianis a few weeks ago. I said, what are some of the concerns? He goes, oh, he said, oh, there's too many to mention. The transfer window's one. I said, mate, you've got to do better than that. You've got to do better than that. And if they'd framed it around uh, the CBA with regards to the women, I don't see, as you said, why people wouldn't take the player side. But anyway, Isaiah Yo, the Panthers captain, had this to say regarding this weekend. I feel like we've given them a chance now to the end of Thursday, um, that working business day, and then um, if we have to sort of um, yeah, have to take more action as a group, then we'll do that. If things keep breaking down like they are and we don't get resolutions, that's that's obviously the absolute extreme. It's obviously been things down the track that there's been little breakdowns in trust, and it's obviously yeah, creating a little bit of tension between the group. It feels like some parts of the media are really pushing the NRL's case, and we're saying we're greedy. Well, it's simply not the case. We're trying to look after each other. There you go. They're trying to look after it. He's pretty articulate. Man is Isaiah. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, either way, we're going to get some footy. We just may not have the NRL logos. Um, I'm reasonably confident that they'll strike an agreement before season kicks off. The text line number 0457 736 736. This just warrants a mention on the rugby league front. St. George Illawarra football manager Ben Harron has confirmed the Dragons have held talks with Jeremiah Nanai's manager. Because mm. They extended him for a year, the Cows. He had a breakout year. They've been in talks with the forward in the off-season, have been unable to reach... An agreement. Well, look, they couldn't get Brody Croft. What are their chances of getting <laughs> Brody Croft? Yeah, screw your dragons. I'm going to sign with Salford for eight years. Get that up, yeah. And Angus Crichton's availability for availability for the opening round of the NRL is in doubt after he took time off from a Sydney Roosters camp in New Zealand to deal with personal issues. So we hope everything is okay with Angus Crichton. Now to the cricket. How good is this going to be? This is a special day on the SN Network. So live coverage commences 2.30pm Eastern Daylight Time, which means uh, I think Jimmy doesn't have to come into work today. So they're going to shift Joel and Fletch midday to 2.30, and then we'll hand the reins over to the SEN commentary to 2.30 uh, for the rest of the day. And uh, the first ball bowled at 3 o'clock. Australia-India, first test of the Border Gavaska Trophy in Nagpur. All the talk missile has been around 
pitch doctoring. When you say the pitch doctor, it sounds like, you know, an emergency number you call and the bloke rocks up <laughs> in a van to fix your pitch at like 11.30 at night. Do you, you've had a look at this. Uh, yeah. this is, an, is this an outrage or is it a case of just bloody get on with it? Oh, I think it's an outrage, Jules. Yeah. Uh, the specifics of it. So you were, you were walking me through this, stepping me through. You're more of the uh, cricket expert here. So they've doctored this pitch, allegedly. Allegedly. To suit a left-hand off-spinner bowling to left-hand batsman. It's all very specific stuff, isn't it? Well, so they probably pick Akshar Patel, left-arm finger spinner, and Ravi Jadeja, left-arm finger spinner. What's interesting for all this talk, and Ravi Shastri is going to be part of our commentary team. Uh, speaking to Wesley in Melbourne yesterday afternoon, and things got a little bit heated, and he staunchly defending the curator and this, uh, what he thinks are scurrilous accusations about pitch doctoring. Have a listen to Ravi Shastri. I've called it cheating. Is that fair? Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing well, on that side. It's more hate, more than anything else. So Is what? this targeted at the left-hand left hand batch? Oh, so what? It's home conditions. So do what suits you. Both teams have to play on the surface. There's a match referee. He'll take the call. As simple as that. In my tenure, we never complained about a single pitch. We just went that's... out there, saw the surface. How do you get 20 wickets on that? Who do you pick? How do you bat? How do you apply yeah. yourself? And how do you beat the opposition? As simple as that. And further to that, he said, well, actually, the way they prepare pitches in India and they work in quadrants, so they're doing that little bit outside what would be the off stump for a left-hander, and then eventually they'll do it on the right and then at both sides of the pitch. Do you mm. buy that from a BS. BS? Like he said, BS. BS. Sure, he's pretty much admitted there that they doctor pitches and it's their home pitch and they do what they want. All I think that is we should return the favour. We turned out that horrible pitch in Brisbane that was... You know, green bouncing all over the place. But to be place. fair, that was the entire pitch. It was the, the entire not, pitch. Not a wet patch outside off of the left-hander. It was the entire yeah. pitch. But all I'd do is return serve. Next time India's in Australia, make it perfect so that our right-hand paceman in Pat Cummings is bowling. Cummings. No G. <laughs> Cummings. Yeah. Is bowling straight into the grill of the Indian batsman. Return serve. Are they doctoring the pitch to suit their needs? Of course, 100%. You can't look at those images and think that it's anything but that. But so return what? serve. But so what? Get on with it. And the thing yeah, about yeah. it is their batting, I don't think, is the strongest people are making it out to be. So both teams have got to bat on it. The, the most crucial thing in this test series will be winning the toss. Be winning the toss. I, I, I urge people to read Mark Taylor's column in the nine papers today, and I love it. Almost 30 years ago, the Australian team developed a motto on the Pakistan tour. No whinge, no whine. That's it. Get on with it. Stop your whinging. This is unfair. You know, obviously conditions are going to favour the home team. That has always been the case since Jesus opened the bowling for Nazareth, right? Yeah, I really liked when I watched the test and they spoke about that stuff. That was great stuff. Uh, Leave the whinging and the whining to us here on The Breakfast Show. We'll do it for you. We'll accuse them of cheating, of pitch doctoring, of all the rest. You guys just get out there and play. All right, so the text line 0457 736 736. The Motorola open line 1300 1170. Check out the latest smartphones from motorola.com.au. We want to get you involved on this with regards to the pitch, the pitch doctoring. Is it unfair? Do you have a solution for it? And further to that, this is the first time I've ever been involved in a Twitter poll. I'm just quietly excited. We have a poll running on today's Twitter account, at Vossi Brandy SEN, at Vossi Brandy SEN. Is the Nagpur test pitch doctoring fair game or against... The spirit of cricket. It's currently running at 50-50. Fair game, it's not in the spirit. So James voted not in the spirit. I voted fair game. So that's why it's two votes so far. 
50-50. I'm of the opinion, okay, it is what it is. Just get on with it. The better team will win. I don't care about the spirit. Just call it cheating. Just is it, it cheating? cheating? Is it fair? Alleged cheating. Cheating. Uh, pitch doctoring. Cheating, fair game. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Just before we get to the break, uh, James, uh, more in your wheelhouse. The Olympics. Channel 7, no longer the home of the Olympic Games. Channel 9 have pulled up a $305 million coup to nab the rights. That includes the 2032 Brisbane Games. So nine will broadcast the next five events, including the Summer Games, Paris 2024, LA 2028, and then Brisbane Vegas 2032. So well done, Brisbane. They're getting the rights to 2032. I'm, I would love to get there. What are, as the, we, what are the five? And the Winter Games in Milan as well. Oh, and the yeah, as-yet-announced yeah. 2030 event. Do we, yeah, so winter do we include 2030. that under Olympics? Or? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, winter games. <laughs> the poor person's Olympics. You can say it. Hey, I'm with you wholeheartedly. I don't, I don't mind a spotted down. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind I've been in trouble for this before. Well, for bagging the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just said that it wasn't. didn't seem as serious when I saw the snowboarders coming down the slopes with their AirPods in and their sponsors all over them. Mm. Um Cause a bit of a stir. <laughs> sound like one of those old biddies now. That's not a Olympic competition. Putting AirPods in. Hey, listen, the Summer Olympics are going to introduce breakdancing before you know it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Surfing, breakdancing, skateboarding. No wonder Channel 9 paid such big bucks for it. 305 million. Of course, you know what that means. Are we ever going to hear the great Bruce McAvaney on an Olympic call ever again? Probably not. Who's Probably their not. Who's their head man for Channel 9? Is it the same guy that's doing the State of Origin and stuff now that Ray Warren's gone? Is that their Matty go-to? Tom. No, I, well, I don't know. Good morning, Matthew. Because be it was here. always the swimming was Ray Warren. Rabs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Rabs are going to be doing the swimming in 2032. The best is when, because, you know, we talked about the, the bodysuit era. And, you yeah. know, Thorpe Hackett and Thorpe. And then when Thorpe had the full bodysuit. <laughs> And he's chasing down Grant in, I don't know, 200 or whatever. And he says, here's Thorpe, the big black man. He <laughs> 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 looked like a seal flying down. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The texts are starting to flow through thick and fast. Pitch doctoring, are you for it? We just got to get on with it. The first test, of course, today. This afternoon here, all the live action right here on SEN in Nagpur. We're up and running this Thursday afternoon. Summer breakfast, filling in for Vossie and Brandy. The boys back on deck on Monday with Julian King and James Magnuson. So you're telling me all the, the big-time US rappers rap about Michael Phelps in yeah, their songs. Yeah, they do. Do you know any of those lyrics? Lil Wayne did a whole song dedicated to him, to Michael Phelps. There's like no T whole... in Lil. It's like there's no G in coming. <laughs> right, okay. Lil Wayne did a whole song about Michael Phelps. Yeah, this, yeah. This is yeah. an education, this program. Yeah, he's really. big in, he's just big in popular culture over there. He's big in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah massive. Um, I'm going to look up his net worth in a second. but I, uh, I, I want to Google those lyrics now. Maybe that can be our Vossioki, Lil Wayne singing about Michael Phelps. <laughs> Get down <laughs> yes. on it now. Yes. An hour and a half preparation is going to have to bleep the living daylights out of yes. it. Yes. Won't he? Okay. Any songs about you? Any skip hoppers about you? Uh, no, maybe a bit of that drill rap from Penrith might drop a missile lyric in there or something. Yeah, okay. But it may not actually be about you. Yeah. Maybe about a number maybe about a number two. Anyway, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. As mentioned, we have a poll running on the show's Twitter account today. Is the Nagpur test pitch doctoring fair game or against the spirit of cricket? Go on and vote. Uh, we'll get an update throughout the course of the show. Uh, 554 says, why don't the Aussie cricketers get the sandpaper out and give the pitch a light sand and even it up? Yeah, that joke's been done. But they're sort of down on their, their all fours. You've seen their pictures. Sort of examining it for a magnifying glass mm. to have a look at this. Here's what it is. Get on with it. I like what Mark Taylor said. No whinge, no wine. J&M, 
Easy solution for the cricket. The home team can do whatever they want as far as they want to do with the pitches, but the away team gets the choice if they bowl or bat first. I'll look, I've got a couple of days filling in for Matty White next week, OJ. I'll have a bit more to say about this theory of alternate tosses. It's not as good as people make it out to be. I'll leave it at that. But no, I don't believe in that. The only, Look, I'll say this about, I reckon whoever loses the toss, this is my compromise, whoever loses the toss, having a look at the pitch, is, an, is able to make one change to their side. So normally, how okay, you swap your sheets, this is my 11, this is my 11, you lose the toss, okay, we're all fine. Um, but if you lose the toss, you might say, oh, well, in that case, if, you know, if we're bowling first, then I might swap out this guy for this guy. Mm, yeah, that, that's one way potentially, but I don't believe in alternating the toss because what it does is actually you find that the ground staff then end up producing really dull, lifeless pitches. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What would be the plan if you won the toss on this pitch? Bat. Bat. Yeah, you don't want to be – You don't want to be. so by day five, you don't this pitch will be la- You don't want to be batting last on this pitch. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Ravi Ashwin will – Ravi Chandra Ashwin will go nuts, right? He doesn't, not a big turner, but just those caron balls with the natural variation. They'll be a caron ball? Caron ball. What does that do? It just slides Skids. on sort of straight, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I've learned a new word today. Carom. Carom. It's a really great game called Caroms. And I'm giving you an education now. Yeah. Uh, that we used to play in India. Well, not India, but from India. So my family's from India. It's like a square board. I reckon you'd love it. And imagine pull, right? So you've got pockets in the corner. Yeah. Just four pockets, one in each corner. And you've got what they call a striker. It's like a big flat disc. And you've got to flick and try and hit a little disc in the corner. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a flick version of pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. really fun. I like it. It is really, really fun. Morning, J-Man and Great Man. Well, we're both J's. So who's mm. the J-Man and the Great Man? Port Adelaide Dragon, we love his input. Uh, Missile, what are all these ads titled? Body transformation containing your image popping up on my <laughs> socials. Also, <laughs> look at you up and... Uh, about because your Canterbury Panthers are looking good, says Port Adelaide. Yes, there's the Canterbury one. Panthers. There's always one. There's Thank one you, more. There's one more on the way. Spencer Lenu. I reckon we'll announce him pretty soon. I'm hearing, I'm hearing it's a done deal. Then yeah. we really are the Canterbury Panthers. Yeah. And I love it. Because I look back to the, the years when it was the Eastern Suburbs Bulldogs where they rolled out Braith Anasta, Willie yep. Mason, Mark mm. O'Mealy, Nate mm. Miles. Uh, it happens to any good team, Jules. You can't be bitter about it because what it means is your club is absolutely flying. Like when Manly players, back players in the 70s coach. stole all the West's best players. It happens. Right. And then you think about when your Canterbury trio went to Parramatta being Jason Smith, Dean Jim, Pay, Jim and Dimmick, Jim Dimmick. And yeah. uh, Jared McCracken, I think, was the other one. Yeah. 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 And his less noted brother, Phil. Uh, morning, <laughs> y'all. Uh, Dan is he loves you. Uh, this is not the worst idea. He wants to – it's not Wellness Wednesday. Could we do a mental health, well-being, lifestyle segment? Well, we're going to try and work on something like that behind the scenes, Dan. That's all mm. I'll say. And stay tuned. Reptile, good morning, mate. Hello, shaggers. G'day, shaggers. Missile, you're kidding yourself and being a little disrespectful. Both Tigers and Warriors will finish higher than the Bulldogs. He's laid it on the line. Bulldogs have no coach and zero halves. No coach. No coach. Only the most sought-after coach in the NRL. Let's put a let's put a case on it, Reptile. I bet you a case that the Bulldogs finish higher than both the Tigers and the Warriors. Now, but Reptile, Reptile's a Rabbitohs fan, isn't he? Yeah, Reptile. I love you, your input them? normally, but you're on the Kool Aid. No nice coach. <laughs> the coachless team. Well, that's what they said when Hook, at the end of his tenure at Penrith, is effectively Seraldo. Coaching that side. Anyway, we are late for the news headlines. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. We are here, of course, at Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Now, if you did miss our chat with Lee Hadjipan, tell us earlier in the week. Make sure you catch up via the podcast. Just search Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on your favourite podcast platform. Now, this is the part of the show 
where you get to have your say. Call us on the Motorola open line, 1300 01170. Check out the latest smartphones from motorola.com.au. Text us 0457 736 736. Up for grabs today on the program, a Signet Boost Power Bank. It's valued at 60 bucks. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Miss Old, you see this Shane Warne has left the vast majority of his $20 million estate to his three kids, mm. understandably. Now, his will was released by the Supreme Court yesterday. It shows Jackson, Brooke and Summer each get 31%. So what, three times 31? 93. With the remainder to be divided by his brother, niece and nephew, his assets include $5 million in cash in his bank account and $6.5 home, uh, million home in Portsea in Melbourne. Shane Keith. So Did well, Shane. He did well. So I was listening to uh, some radio on the way into the station. I was saying, oh, why didn't he leave any money to Liz Hurley? Do you reckon Liz Hurley would be worth more or less than $20 million? That's a very good question. She hasn't done much for a while, but I reckon yeah. with her sort of back catalogue catalog of modelling, and oh, she'd be more than 20 More than twenty? Yeah, I, I reckon. I don't know. I mean, they live fast lifestyles, those models, and you can only do so many campaigns. But has but she been has she been wise with her cash or has she burned it? That's the thing. Right. That's the thing. Like Shane's obviously done pretty well with his cash. He also had his own gin label. He had the charity. He had the wine label for a while too. A wine label. Yeah. There you go. 20 million. Good gig. Well, according to uh, Two Buck Chuck's research, Liz Hurley worth around 50 mil. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, 50 mil. Okay. So she's done pretty well. She has. Um, young Jackson, I did uh, SAS TV show of Jackson Warren. Yes. One of the loveliest kids you'll ever meet. I was so surprised. Like, so humble, so softly spoken. May never have to work again now. Yeah, did Jackson. you have a look at the hands to see if he's got his dad's, like, buff wrist? He said he played cricket in high school and found it really tough because any time he played, there was just so much expectation. So he struggled with it and Carrying didn't, that didn't go on with it. Yeah. yeah. It was like John. Uh, John. Well, John is his name, John Bradman. The Don Bradman's son changed his surname because of the burden that came with being a Bradman. And mm. oh, Bradman is like, yeah, and he said, oh, it's just too difficult to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, which is understandable. So there you go. But it's been published, so Warney does it. I spoke to his good mate, Joe Hashem, the poker player, the other week. Yeah. He said, Warney's just the most generous, lovely individual you'd ever want to meet. Went pretty well at the poker table too. Yeah. So I wonder how well, that's much. That's what his son does. He's un- a poker undeclared. player. Is he? That's what he does for a job, poker player. So he'll go into uh, like Crown Casino down in Melbourne, start playing at like 8 p.m. and finish up at 8 a.m. the next day. That's his job. He'll play twice, two, two, three times a week. I said to Joe, what's the longest stint you've had at a table? And he said something like 32 hours. Like, how do you do that? 32 hours at a poker table. Yeah. Without sort of nodding off. You ever play? Nah. I played a bit when I was younger. Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Mm. I don't find it that exciting, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a game of... Endurance, if mm. nothing. It's funny thing is, he said, you know, it's people see it gambling. It's not gambling. It's all mathematics and business mm. to him. Yeah, and he yeah, actually, yeah. you know, if I got an eighty-one percent chance, he does all the numbers. Eighty-one percent chance, then I'll play that hand. He's not big into the bluff, and others are. But that's mm. how he's sort of a, more of a safety-first approach. But he's done mm. pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't concentrate for that long, so I'm big on the bluffing. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. A message here from a Voss. And it says, and someone's dicking around with my screen to the but has James ever tapped into the fitness program, program No Pain, No Pain? <laughs> <laughs> that's his catchphrase. That's that's his motto mm. on working out. Mm. 
does that mean? Can you can you expand on no that? No pain, no pain. Well, if you don't push yourself hard, you don't feel any pain, and that's his uh, that's his motto. Don't okay. put yourself in unnecessary pain. Yeah, I'm with you all the way, all the way with AV, and we're going to catch up with Vossy too shortly. On the program, Bake says, Morning, boys. I went into that bet with a reptile. I'll even keep an eye on the specials of Dan Murphy's for your reptile. You are kidding yourself. And I'll give him right a reply here to reptile. Shaggers. Carton sounds good. Trent Barrett was sought after once, and so was Steve Price. Both wet the bed. Serraldo has done nothing yet, but media act like he's won six comps. Uh, Webster at the Warriors is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, do, what do you base that on, though, Reptile? Reptile, have you slept? Go and have a rest, recover, wake up, and then text the show back. when that, you... is, that is money for jam. That is money yeah. for jam. For <laughs> Warriors. So he reckons the Warriors and the Tigers will, will finish season 2023, the NRL, <laughs> ahead of the Bulldogs. Oh, man. Uh, well, Serrata's there for five years. For five years. Uh, J-Man and Great Beer. So Port Adelaide Dragons established that you're the great man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, uh, Port Adelaide Dragon. Uh, if Warney started leaving coin to all his old squeezes, he'd have been in deficit. Rest in peace, Icon. It's a fair point to say. Cram, crammed 100 years into 50, didn't he, Shane Keith? 100 years into 50. Don't forget, SEN, your exclusive commercial radio broadcaster of the Test Series against India. We'll have full coverage today from 2.30pm Eastern Daylight Time, one thirty in Queensland with our call team featuring Harsha, Bogley, Ravi, Shastri, Bharat Sundaresam, Adam Collins and more. Jared, ha- Jared Waitley is doing, um, doing the Mitchell Stark, so he'll be back on deck for the second test. So today's 11.70 lineup for those in Sydney. So Matty White, normal transmission from 9 till midday and then Joel and Fletch, 12 till 2.30. Do they have to sort of do they have to sanitise their program? Because they get a bit loose and dry. Because you know Arvo's with Jimmy's a little more serious. They, they flesh out the big issues a bit more. I don't think... Fletch has got a serious show in him. It's a good point. I well, well I, I, I remember when they filled in on breakfast last week and, and Joel said to producer Ben, he said, oh, look, we might just throw the rule book, the breakfast rule book out the window and just mm. do as we please. It's what I call breakfast radio's version of Eyes Up Footy. <laughs> it's what they're playing. Eyes Up Footy. 0457 736 736. The Motorola open line, one 1170 We were trying to track down Ryan James from All Stars Camp. It's a nice little story too that um, – He'd retired, Ryan James. He's studying his MBA, I think, at Griffith University. And they're a bit shy on, on front rowers, the Indigenous All-Stars camp. He was actually in the university library. The little phone started pinging. It was Matty Bowen sitting out SOS. Mate, have you got one more in you? He's okay. Going to lace up the boots there in Rotorua. Have you been to Rotorua, by the way? Uh, no, I haven't. A stinky I, city. I did get the text message. I think I might have got it before Ryan what, James. Indigenous just All-Stars. inquiring, did I have any Indigenous heritage in me because they were looking for front rowers. Um, and, you know, I've been keeping in shape, keeping in the gym. Mm. No pain, no pain. Yeah. I could imagine the start of it. You know when the old State of Origin introductions and they'd sort of walk up to the camera and fold their arms and yeah, name yeah. their junior camp. James, James Magnuson. Port Macquarie Sharks. Yeah. You know, like, Red-headed, bears. You know, like, okay, or whatever it is. Uh, now, um, just on the cricket, Pat Cummins, this issue of pitch doctorings, and jump on the text, or on the text, on the Twitter, rather, at Vossi Brandy SEN. We've got a poll running. Is it fair game or is it against the spirit of cricket? Uh, Australian captain Pat Cummins had this to say yesterday about this alleged pitch doctoring. You've got to be up for it. The conditions are going to be different to what you get at home. Um... You've got to just embrace every part of it. I think all those different challenges are what make it really tough, you know. It's not just the wicket. So, um, yeah, there's not going to be any surprise for this group. We've all played here before a lot. Um, most of the groups played test cricket in these kind of conditions where they're going to spin. So um, we're ready for it. Can't wait. 
Well, what else is he going to say? He's, Good not attitude. Going to say he's not going to say he's the captain of a visiting team. This is an outrage. They're, they're doctoring the wickets. Uh, I'm going to take our team off the field. Did you say you yeah. did watch the test, the documentary? Yes. How can anybody hate Cummings? He is the Cummins. best. Cummins. He is the best guy. He's delightful. He's the best. Yeah. He's the be- I, if I anything, was... he's not woke enough, Pat Cummins. He needs to be more woke. <laughs> I just couldn't believe watching that, how humble and how nice of a guy he is. He's a ripper. He hasn't got any mongrel in him whatsoever when it, you know, off the pitch. I've just... Uh, that's the one takeaway I took from that is Pat Cummings. Cummins. <laughs> Pat Cummins may be the best bloke in Australian sport. I, I couldn't I was just like, he even gets scared playing PlayStation games. He's, play, he's got, ooh, ooh, that scared me when he was <laughs> playing the PlayStation. Well, we're throwing out the bold statements very liberally on the program today. That's what I do. So there you go. So not only uh, give us your opinion on this this first test pitch. Is it pitch doctoring? Is it cheating? Or should we just get on with it? As Mark Taylor would say, no whinge, no wine. Now, Miss Ola said, Pat Cummins is the best bloke in Australian sport. Is mm. he right? Is he wrong? And if he's wrong, who's a better bloke? We'll take a break. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.